told yourself. A lightsaber. Yeah. Interesting. If there's one Jedi left, it's not you. Affirmative. <laughs> It's 106 KHQ. Tyler Woods here. It is the podcast. Here we are back again reviewing Star Wars Episode 9 Rise of Skywalker or Old Man Skywalker or whatever Rise of Skywalker was in this movie because I'm going to tell you this right now. There is no Rise of Skywalker. Is that a spoiler? Because this is the spoilers discussion. Now, my guests have been flip-flopping throughout this past week. It's been maddening. But thankfully, I did manage to get somebody. Tiffany, welcome back and fulfilling your obligation. You see, uh, you decided to call it uh, call your holiday plans ahead of the podcast, leaving me all alone in the studio. Tiffany, explain yourself. How could you do this to me? It's called Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Christmas. I kind of knew something would happen. And we also had our buddy Ray. Well, anyway, uh, Ray, sorry. Sorry you couldn't be here. So uh, this, little, uh, this little ode is, never mind, never mind, stupid. I wanted to play something, but I got this problem with uh, YouTube always playing ads on the videos every five seconds now, and it's just not one anymore. It's just two, and you can't really, you can hardly skip them anymore. I'm really sick of that. All right, so here we are, spoilers discussion, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Let me uh, track back a little bit from my first podcast on this. The quickest matinee you can catch. That is my ruling on this film. It is not deserving of a full movie ticket price, and I will definitely wait 30 years to put that DVD in my movie collection. But the movie is flooded with bad writing, terrible awkward flow, and following fun? Yes. Okay? I will... You got me on that one. There are fun moments in here but it's poor fun dumb payoffs and neglecting elements from previous installments to complete a trilogy this is a trilogy film all right you might as well just like you know continue with the continuity of the past two films which is clearly what jj abrams did not do because he disliked the rise or he disliked the last jedi but then he goes well it wasn't really that bad but then he comes out with this he was responsible for this and it really showed in this film. Uh, anyway, um, let me. Uh, this is this is how the poor writing in this filming felt for me. Uh, without talking about the main plot of Star Wars, here's my little own uh, quick uh, trilogy plot. A grasshopper is thrown from a big tree, the tallest tree in the world, and he has to go through a rigor- rigorous, grueling journey to climb up. Nope, he turns into Mecha Godzilla, and now he is the size of a tree, and he turns into a recline a recliner and says i'm the tree now that is the kind of writing you are going to be facing (laughs) with characters and plot (laughs) devices in this last installment of this film i don't Uh, know i kind of feel like it would be the tree wanting to be the grasshopper or the yeah the tree wants to be the grass i'm the grasshopper now and the captain now look at me sure look at me sure i'm the captain now (laughs) all right but let's go deeper into what happened? What happened with this film? Tiffany, I mean, what were your thoughts on the movie? Fun, excitement, suspense, but huge, huge letdown. You just hated the story? Not necessarily. I hate where they ended the story. Like the whole conclusion of it? There was so much buildup. There was so much suspense based on, you know, just surrounding Ren and Ray. And 
they let us down. Yeah, they did. They really let us down with this. And I, I just leaving that theater after seeing it on uh, pre premiere nights, I was left disappointed and just completely empty inside. I think the most fun we had was just lightsaber fights. Yeah, that's pre- that's pretty much all the fun you're going to get out of here. Uh, and also, I did I did love uh, this supposed chemistry of uh, Kylo Ren and Rey because you want to know what it felt to me. If it kind of felt uh, tragic. And uh, Phantom of the Opera-ish a little bit. Yes, but instead of it, you know, directed in like a home <laughs> to me. No, no. <laughs> it was more of a, it may have, it started out that way. Okay, I will say that. It started out the creepy come to me, you know, yeah. thing. And then it it got to the point where they're talking and you know there's a chemistry there. You know that, you know, these two are either going to be either going to fight to the death or they're going to get together. And everything just points to that conclusion. Right. And without, I don't want to spoil it too much. No, go ahead. This is a spoilers discussion. So go ahead and spoil it. It was both. Yeah, it was both. There was a death and a togetherness ending in another death. Yeah. And it's like, you can only have <laughs> one death in that. Okay. You can only do the whole. You can only do the, one of them kills each other, the other, and then have one miracle happen. Not have, well, she ends up killing him, and then brings him back to life, and then they get together, and... Yeah, for like a brief second, and then he just breaks up with her and goes, Nah, I'm just going to go off uh, to be with my family later. <laughs> well, no, no you know... Not, I know, that's that's not how it is, but, you know, that's probably what was going in his head. <laughs> Kylo Ren, or Ben Solo, dies after kissing Rey, and before that, you know, revives her because apparently she dies defeating uh, the Emperor. Uh, that This is what Tiffany is talking about over here. And it's like, everybody cheered when they kissed, and then go, what? What? When he uh, just dies after giving up the remainder of his life force, and he fades off like all the other... Uh, Jedi have done to be exactly. with his uncle and family. It's, it's like a, oh, very, very, very bad drama. Uh, v- very awful drama. <laughs> like Maybe uh, a little bad ABC uh, magic was put into that. Yes, yeah. the soap <laughs> opera. There you yeah. go, a soap opera. Days of our lives, the Star Wars edition. All right, oh, God. let's get deeper. And I want to address, like, you know, the very top problem with this film. And the I thought it was going to be great, but turns out it was the weakest part of this whole film, bringing Emperor Palpatine back or buddy palpatine whatever his name <laughs> buddy patine but <laughs> uh we all thought until eight months ago he was deceased and in the like you know first five minutes of this film it's explained that he's a clone oh well that makes all kinds of sense he he also made snow clones and is you know just didn't he look like a poor excuse of uh pinocchio hooked up to whatever life support robot he was <laughs> I got you no know, strings. You know, he actually reminds me of that uh, anti-smoking ad where the guy's <laughs> tied in with tubes all over him. Oh, no. And he's no, in the wheelchair. No. Oh, man. And yeah, to make matters worse, uh, he might uh, be suffering from uh, epilepsy with all the strobe lights in that dark basement he likes to hang out with. Oh, uh, <laughs> It was, uh, I was waiting for some rave music or maybe some uh, rave uh, can- Star Wars cantina. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, when they does reveal him in the first five minutes, they don't say he's a clone until this guy, uh, when going over the uh, hidden message Palpatine uh, broadcasted out there for the whole galaxy to hear, uh, Dominic Monaghan, I found out, was the guy who spoke these lines, Tiffany. Now, do you know that name, Dominic Monaghan? No. He's only been in a few films, but he is in. he has already been in a trilogy of films. That was Mary from The Lord of the Rings. It was the Hobbit Mary, Mary uh, uh, Baba Babadook or uh, Baba Waba. What, what I can't remember his Shire Hobbit name, but yeah, yeah, that was him. Five lines or five words in this whole movie. That's all they gave him, and it just has him explain. Oh, the Emperor was a clone. I'm like, okay, so now the movie is it's bad enough that you, you we need a Hobbit. <laughs> describe what's going on here. Uh, address- I hope they gave him, you know, first, second, third breakfast. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, third breakfast. Second breakfast. <laughs> what about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Oh, my gosh. You're going to have him in the movie and just have him just speak five words or two lines of the emperor was a clone this whole time. It is a possibility. That's it. That's all he's got. Oh, my. I, I, I couldn't believe that. After finding that, I found I found this out like a few days ago. I'm like, no. Why? This is only further proven my theory that J.J. Abrams is an evil, evil director who likes to kill what we love. Anyway. um, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. but Sorry. I'm not sure. Hi, Siri, or Alexa, whatever that is. Could you just, like, shut up now, or whatever <laughs> that was? My God. Okay, so we have our 106KHQ Echo Dot here in the room. Somebody left it on, and I thought it was off until, well, I don't know. Hey, Alexa, are you still on? No, Alexa is dead, apparently. It was, it was just left plugged in right next to me. Jeez, that freaked Maybe me out. Maybe it was a clone. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so... Let's get back to the introduction of uh, Emperor Palpatine because, again, that that is just one of the biggest awkward flows you're going to get. So Kylo Ren is, like, cutting down some enemies to find a uh, trinket, gadget, gizmo, MacGuffin. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. Uh, that helps him locate the Emperor, and the Emperor goes, Yeah, I'm the Emperor. I'm responsible for Snoke. It was me in your head and made you turn to the dark side. Now... Go off and destroy Ray, and he goes, yeah, "Okay." <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you know there was more than that. I know, but that was it in a nutshell. If you were to, you know, talk about it, well, just... yeah, but you'd know there is far more <laughs> conflict in his own head. Yeah, he, you... he 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 played, you know, he played the backstabber really well. Did he though? Yes. Did he though? In, in fact, if the emperor being How as many all people powerful told that him he is to kill Ray. Very difficult. Yes, I will not disagree with that. But you think the Emperor would be aware of that, being all-knowing and all-powerful and master manipulator, when apparently, in the nutshell, it was him being manipulated this whole time by J.J. Abrams. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, um, so the other problem I had with this film, uh, the iconic uh, text crawl that happens at every start of every Star Wars film, uh, there is a mistitling. It is called, if you look at it, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. But the title chapter of the episode says, The Rise of Skywalker. And that was a big clue as to what I was in for as the movie began. But it mentions something of a message that the Emperor uh, put out there for everybody to hear that, let, that lets them know he has returned and the Sith will rise. That was only available to parents with kids who play the popular game Fortnite. 
and I saw the uh, I saw the footage on here. Here, let me play it for you. At last, the work of generations is complete. The great error is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of revenge. The day of the Sith. So, for some odd reason, you had like I, I'm not sure if you needed to hear this message in order to get what's going on with this movie, but I was about to bash this idea. I was. I still am. But um, this isn't the first time Star Wars has signed off on introducing like a a prequel sort of thing to introduce you to this new film. Uh, I remember Star Wars Episode 3, 2005, uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Cartoon Network's Toonami Block. They put out a uh, a animated cartoon feature of the Clone Wars uh, called, uh, or from uh, Hotel Transylvania's uh, director. But apparently this was to explain how uh, Chancellor Palpatine in the prequel films was captured by Grievous and why he coughs all the time. That made sense. Invoking a video game to promote your film, not so much. J.J. Abrams said that, you know, after The Last Jedi, I mean, he, yes, he hated, like, disliked Rian Johnson's uh, The Last Jedi in this film. It really does show. Um, in fact, I guess he hated so bad, he's got a hatred on the Rose character. She was a big part in the last film. Uh, involved her so much. Even found a romantic interest with our uh, defective... Uh, are defecting stormtrooper hero Finn, but she's just written off and only featured in over a minute here for like 75 seconds. I liked her. I really did. I love how she was trying to like, you know, or she was distraught with the loss of her sister in the opening of the last Jedi and JJ Abrams comes around and goes, nah, we're going to just, we're just going to forget all that ever happens. Update. Apparently, according to J.J. Abrams and the co-writer of Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker, Rose did have a very big part in the film, interacting with General Leia, but due to post-production time constraints, they had to cut out a lot of stuff with Rose. Tiffany, I recall you don't remember Rose from the last film. No, I recognized her in the, like, when she was... You know, the last maybe... Seconds of the film, yeah. Last seconds, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's really good to wipe everyone's memory. If you have not seen <laughs> The Last Jedi recently, I mean, it's been two years. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, there's no, there was no, where we left off, it was, poof, hi, new thing. Yep, here we go. New thing. We got a lot of stuff to get through. The and clock is poof, running. Rose just, just, just disappeared. Oh, boy. Yeah, speaking of bringing new elements uh, to this uh, final chapter, we got new characters and late uh, plot devices and elements to this story. Last minute, uh, we we find out Poe, uh, the top resistance fighter pilot, was a spice trader. Huh? Yo, What's that got to do with anything? And that he had some kind of uh, girlfriend he ditched before joining up with the resistance. Uh, I did not see her point in this film. She was ap like that whole scene uh, was absolutely useless. And then we get more characters. Uh, apparently, these are stormtroopers who also, like Finn, uh, defected. Now, if you would have invested a few more minutes into that to discover why these stormtroopers are defecting 
that would have been I would have been invested in that and put more character growth in some of these new characters that they introduced. I would have actually loved to see that. What do you think? I think that a lot of that has, if I recall, and I could be wrong, that a lot of those defectors defected as children. As children or, you know, they just woke up and they somehow. They just refused. Yeah. If I recall, they refused. Yeah. That was a little bit interesting. It was like, why, why didn't you, like, you know, add to that? Instead of this whole Poe was a spice trader and he had a, a girlfriend who wants to, <laughs> I don't know, uh, kick him kick him to the curb or something like you know, she didn't do already. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was not interested in that at all. Um, but like they but how they wrapped up that arc again with the explanation of the emperor, five words or less, just like that. It was dumb. Uh, but yes, Disney has shown how evil they are. Not only uh, pulling uh, Ian McDermott, the man who plays uh, the Emperor, out of retirement, but Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian, Harrison Ford is also present here for just like uh, what a minute, uh, and Mark Hamill. Yeah, he does return too as uh, Luke Skywalker, given two extra minutes of his character just to say hi and bye and where's my check? I'm just kidding, Mark Hamill. I love you. Call me. Let's do funny voices. I love Mark Hamill as a voice actor. He voices uh, the cartoon uh, Joker in the uh, in like a lot of uh, Batman animated stuff. He's such a great voice actor. You were so busy thinking of Mark Hamill as a celebrity, you forgot that he's also a talented voice actor. What's a voice actor? There are too many fake outs in this film. Let's uh, let's go through uh, that because they make you believe that uh, it's the end for some of these characters, and then they go, "Oh nope, nope." So all that emotion you were feel uh, you were feeling when it happens. It's like, nope, nope, nope. I, I, I was about to cry for you, but you know what? I just don't care anymore. Uh, let's get to the, the big one, the big fake out. Chewbacca's death. They make us believe Chewbacca dies for, uh, and I think I clocked it too. It was a minute and a half. We are led to believe, uh, or just like under five minutes, Chewbacca is dead after a tug of war of Kylo Ren. <laughs> Uh, Ray, who then discovers she has powers of the Emperor, meaning telling the audience, but still has yet to reveal in the story, uh, she is uh, parts of Palpatine in some way. <laughs> and uh, she blows up the transporter ship with Chewbacca in it, but then it's revealed Chewbacca and his captors uh, jettisoned a escape pod before that happens. What? What? Uh, so they mount off on a rescue mission to break him out, and that's where we learn uh, Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. That that was a little bit uh, far fetched uh, to me, actually. I would have uh, I would have believed uh, if she was a clone. She was a clone of Palpatine that was taken from the cloning labs uh, by these two people who wanted to adopt her as her own, and that would have made a lot of sense rather than explain Palpatine had kids or he had a child. I'm like. What? What? When? Who? With who? With who? Oh, never mind. But <laughs> why? I, I don't know <laughs> because J.J. Abrams apparently has a lot to do. Apparently, so next fake out. It is uh, the C-3PO. Apparently, is teased in the trailers that he's going to be doing something selfless to save his friends. What are you doing there, C-3PO? Taking one last look, sir. At my friends. Well, that's a big fake out too, because apparently that whole emotional scene in the trailer. Let that's me play. His memory being wiped. Um, yeah, just his memory being wiped, so he can read the next MacGuffin 
to get them closer to the Emperor. But then it turns out, yeah, once his memory is wiped, it's like, that's it. No more C-3PO. No, he just uh, reverts back. He reboots and goes, oh, hello. I'm C-3PO. Human cyborg relationship. What is your name? Hi. Nice to meet you. Oh, we've met before? I do not recall this. Hey, where are you going? Come back. <laughs> and then it turns out, at the end of the movie, R2-D2 had a backup memory this whole time. So th They didn't mention that, though. Yeah, they did mention that, but they said... C-3PO goes, oh, I don't know. It's all two. He's useless as always. But <laughs> I don't. I, th that's I thought the, the word was undependable, but okay. I, I, uh, I don't know. That's not what happened. But I mean, it's like I don't. they left it off as maybe he's got a backup. Maybe he doesn't. But then it's revealed in the end. Yeah, there was a backup this whole time. But still, that's a dumb cop out. That's a dumb fake out. And again, I hate you, J.J. Abrams, for doing that. You and your... Uh, method of directing the mystery box of what is happening because that that's what he does with these films he likes to keep everything vague and mysterious that's why people keep going to see his films why do you think everybody likes cloverfield because it's jam-packed with all kinds of easter eggs that's all it is oh and yes i do like cloverfield for the record by the way um i'm just saying that you know this this writing is so grasshopper to mechagodzilla <laughs> Um, Raylo, the shipping, as we mentioned before, of uh, Kylo Ren and Ray, it is confirmed. Uh, before I get into that, I applaud the decision of chemistry to these characters. I mean, these characters really had a lot of uh, chemistry to them. I loved it. And like I said, it was like very Phantom of the Opera kind of uh, ish. Um, Kylo does give up his evil ways and once again becomes Ben Solo. And uh, he shows up to save the day, only to die after the battle, giving his last life force to Rey as she died, defeating the Emperor via spoiled Bratway. I stand by that, what I just said, and more on that later. Uh, they introduced this whole life force uh, MacGuffin thing that the new Jedi or the Jedi have always had. Well, they did. Be taken away and given to the Taker... Uh, for a new uh, breath in life, or yeah, to breathe new life, instead of a dumb ritual to strike me down so I can possess you. Do it. Do it. I, oh my gosh, that that was a little bit dumb. It's like, oh, Ben Solo's here. Well, with two of you now, I can take both your life forces, and I don't need to do this stupid strike me down. That just goes to show you that the writers were battling each other on this on this whole plot. Behind they, the scenes battle. They, they couldn't make up their minds with her. And speaking of that scene, what is up with all the, the Dungeons and Dragons dungeon masters in the uh, in the Coliseum crowd? Or uh, In fact, you want to know what they were? You want to know what they were, Tiffany? Those were Dementors from Harry Potter. You cannot deny that. I was thinking that they were ghosts of memories past. <laughs> oh, ghosts of memories past. Maybe Palpatine wasn't real. Maybe that was just his... his <laughs> Spirit and his spirit to follow. Well, they never show their faces. I'm like it's messed up. It's it like, was messed up. Who are these guys? Are these the exclusive Star Wars fans to watch Disney's only live action theatrical performance of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? That makes sense. And then they would never talk about it because they throw boulders at them. <laughs> like completely, because that's supposed to be the whole Sith, the whole Sith religion, or this whole Sith congregation apparently or they're like other 
uh, Palpatine clones. It's still not mentioned who they are because we don't see their faces. They're just chanting some useless stuff <laughs> in there. I had flashbacks to, uh, what was it, Star Wars 1, Episode 1? Oh, yeah. And the Senate? Yeah. Yeah, I got you on that one. Um, so, yeah, the the whole climactic battle, that, while it did have its moments, it also, it was pretty lame and drawn out. Didn't like it. So, with that being said, let's talk about that ending. So, let me see if I get this right. All right, correct me if I'm wrong. Ray travels to out of all the planets in the galaxy far away Tatooine arrives on the uh, moisture farm that belonged to Luke's aunt and uncle with the iconic three sun shot and an old woman out of nowhere just starts yelling at her like hey what are you doing on this property that ain't your property get out of here (laughs) now she goes hey no one's been here for a while who are you and she goes oh I'm Ray (laughs) that's my poor uh Ray impersonation. And the old woman has to say, Ray who? Well, obviously, Stranger Danger doesn't uh, comply with uh, our uh, our hero. She goes, oh, I'm Ray Skywalker. So wait a minute. It's revealed that Ray is a Palpatine. Her parents are of the Palpatine family name, uh, and who Palpatine, like, you know, has them off for because he wanted uh, their offspring. Okay. I still don't get that, by the way. It's the whole idea that Ray showed signs of having powers at a very young age, and Palpatine wanted to train her as a Sith, and the parents were no, said no, and in order to protect her, they ran away. Sold her for drinking with- money. They're filthy junk traders. Sold you off for drinking money. <laughs> and hid her where they believed that she would never be found by her grandfather. Man, that Disney film, Meet the Robinsons, I mean, uh, just... She just dumped. Uh, she just dumps her son on the doorstep of an orphanage. The parents, Palpatine. Not only do they uh, dump her off on a desert planet, but sell her for drinking money too. It's like, here, take this kid. <laughs> it's like, all right, free kids. Like, actually, wait, hold on a second. We're a little bit thirsty. Could you give us some drinks <laughs> so we could be on our way? Oh my. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was honorable. Okay. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. That didn't make sense. That did not make sense. What was the drinking money for? What was it for? Why would you do it? It's like, oh, like I said, does, I do not get it. They did it to better hide her presence. That, that, that doesn't make sense. Well, what better way to secure the fact that, or the idea that she was just a child sold into slave, slavery instead of, you know, given to somebody to protect. The best way to cover up something is to make it look like it's not being covered up. Still doesn't make sense. I, I don't know, Tyler. <laughs> I don't know how how transactions work over in Star Wars is either credits or whatever, but uh I could not get behind with Ray calling herself a Skywalker. Because I mean if you think about it this way, uh the whole story is supposed to span of what, thirteen months, fifteen months, so she has known Leia Organa for that long. Organa, she could have called herself Ray Organa if she wanted to. Or uh well, yeah, and she's also on the run from uh, Kylo Ren, who's also a Skywalker in a way, but uh, a Solo could have called herself Ray Solo, Raylo. But <laughs> or uh, but but she decides to take the name Skywalker after training with Kylo Ren's crazy uh, reclusive uncle uh, that she stayed over at a uh, Jedi resort for like what a couple of days. I still don't get that connection. I still do not get that connection and also just goes to show how flawed she is because she 
we know she's a Palpatine, but she doesn't want the name Palpatine because of, I guess, who her granddaddy is. But still, I mean, look at it this way. Luke Skywalker knew that Darth Vader was his father. And Darth Vader committed all kinds of treacherous crimes. But Darth Vader was a puppet. He wasn't the puppet master. That does, no, that still doesn't matter. That still does not matter. He still, he it was still in his conscience to fall over to the dark side and commit all kinds of crimes. And that wasn't enough to bother Luke to bring his father back into the light and still retain the name Skywalker. He didn't start calling himself Luke Kenobi or, uh, I don't know, uh, Luke Fetty Jabba the Hutt. But... <laughs> or anything, but I, I still, th- I think it was dumb to not just Ray, you know, find that identity because we, we've been with her throughout these films to discover who she is. And now that we got that answer, oh, she doesn't want any part of that whatsoever, but don't, and don't, 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 don't throw that hole. Well, no, because she feels more connected with the force and with the Skywalkers more than she does now that she knows who she... Yeah, that really doesn't make sense. Wow, Tyler, Don't throw that out. Get off your rant. No, no, get off your no, rant. no, no. That is dumb. That is absolutely dumb. And nobody's fighting you on it. And if you think about it this way, in a way, it, fine. If, uh, if nobody finds fault with this, then let me throw this wrench in your uh, machine, okay? Uh, in a way, Palpatine was successful in eliminating all the true Skywalkers. They're gone. They're all gone. It was all thanks to Palpatine. Yeah. Now you're going to go, oh, yeah, how dare. I'm going to get, like, the comments are probably going to blow up <laughs> over here. But, yeah, that just, I'm Ray Skywalker. Guess what? My name now is Tyler Kenobi. You should now address me as Mr. Kenobi. <laughs> how about cannoli? Cannoli. <laughs> what is a Jedi's favorite treat? Um, The Mandalorian Season 1 has successfully wrapped up with positive reviews, and that's kind of odd if you think about it. I know uh, The Mandalorian not only is created by Iron Man director and who also plays Happy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, John Favreau, mm-hmm. um, but why, why didn't they get him involved in this uh, production? I can't understand that. Why is The Mandalorian more successful than the rise of Skywalker. Could you please tell me that? Baby Yoda. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baby Yoda had a lot to do with it. No, because John Favreau captured what Lucas did with his films back when he used to own it. See, what Lucas would do was take elements from history and then combine that with stories that he has come across and make his own story. Abrams doesn't do that here. He just goes, hey, you remember this? Hey, you remember that? We're going to take all that nostalgia you loved and give it to you. Lucas used mythology. He used mythology. He did. There's a reason that that a lot of people say Star Trek was based off of science and Star Wars was made not based off of mythology. Mythology, yeah. Absolutely. There was no mythos going on over here. No, absolutely not. It's just nostalgia, what J.J. Abrams is best known for now. Just going like, hey, if you want a movie that brings you back to uh, your good old days, then hire J.J. Abrams to... I guess mess it all up for some people out there. I don't know. And even he admitted uh, that while writing uh, the plot and script and dialogue and everything else uh, for this film, he knew uh, there was going to be a lot of backlash with it. And I go, well, if you knew that, why the heck would you go ahead and do that? Which brings me to our last. Because I wanted the publicity. Yeah, he just wants. No, no, that's not his name. He's like he's just a corporate drone at this point right now. J.J. Abrams. He has become Michael Bay. Oh my gosh, he is the new Michael Bay. Who? 
Michael Bay, responsible for all the Transformers films. Oh, dear. Yeah, he has become the new Michael Bay. Boom! Michael Bay Oh, gosh. Okay, so we are, we're moving on to one of our last segments here, how this film could have been better. I did a lot of thought. In fact, not even, uh, not even a lot, actually. This only took me like 30 minutes to come up with. Uh, one, you fire Kathleen Kennedy. She had a good run, but it's time to hand the reins over to somebody else to overlook because she has treated this property ever since buying it from uh, Lucas, ever since Disney bought it from Lucas and gave it to her to manage uh, she has come up with some good stuff, yes, but for this kind of decision, there's also some flops like Solo and uh, now this, and I, I'm scared to think of what is coming up next under her uh, responsibility, uh, but I think it's time for her to step down and give the reins to somebody else. And also take away J.J. Abrams. Fire him, too. Don't don't give him any more nostalgic properties because he just will not do just it any happy. justice. He'll make it work. Yeah, give it to John Favreau. That's my next point. <laughs> He did a lot better. The Mandalorian was Star Wars. This was not Star Wars. Oh, Mike, you absolutely, you hit it. This is why I love you, sweetie. This is why I love you. You, you complete me. <laughs> oh, God. You complete me. Well, anyway, this is how you make the story better. You said it three years from the events of The Last Jedi. You skip the training with Rey, but tease showing what she has learned within that time with the Force... And also her own lightsaber that, yeah, at the end of this film, she gets uh, a, a new lightsaber that she made herself. Uh, why she didn't make it within the span of uh, the year in the canon of the story, I don't know. Because she was afraid to touch it. She was off getting her hair did or something. Uh, by Prince Oh, do not go Pr there. Princess Leia was showing her how to, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I remember back when I was your age, I had these things on the side of my head. Oh, you, you, the boys will love it. <laughs> no, but that's not what happens. But, uh, but then. Uh, instead of having, you know, Carrie Fisher's character Leia around, why not just open up with her funeral, a lovely funeral? Why not with that? And then, you know, to really dig that dagger into hating the bad guys, have them attack the funeral. They were found out and leading the charge is Kylo Ren. The resistance fighters escape, recover to fight another day. But then as Kylo Ren is getting ready to leave to chase them down, General Hux turns around betrays kylo ren and convinces the rest of the first order to turn on kylo ren because introduce a new this awesome plot to make the force extinct to introduce a new natural order of things a complete galaxy voided of sith and jedi so they they turn on him they capture him and leave him for dead on ironically the planet dagobah where luke skywalker trained with yoda and he has like I don't know some kind of self-discovering uh, journey with uh, with with that that makes him come back to being Ben Solo. But before that, he has a final confrontation with Ray, who finds him because he's calling out for help uh, to determine where he's at in the universe. But he loses, proving to him that he's got no dad, he's got no mom, he's got no uncle to teach him, he's got no master, and he's got no rival because. He is absolutely weak. He has been weak this whole time. And Ray just coldly throws Luke Skywalker's saber at him and just, like, leaves him there. And then, the, I don't know, uh, I'm going to wrap this up really quick. Um, so now we get to the final battle. This is how the final battle could have gone. Uh, while Ray is uh, battling Palpatine, who is now revealed to be the, uh, you know, this is what you do. You reveal Palpatine was 
pulling the strings this whole time at the end of it. Uh, but he's a ghost instead of a stupid clone. I, I can't believe they really signed off on that. But now Ben Solo comes back fighting with Ray against the ghost of Palpatine, but that's not working because, I mean, you, you really can't fight a ghost, I, I don't think. I'm not sure how this universe goes, but that kind of goes against the rules, right? You're probably saying that right now. So now we get all the fallen Jedi ghosts to come in and battle Palpatine. And then Ray and uh, uh, Kyle or Ben go off and fight uh, Palpatine's new newest invention. I don't know, the planet eater or galaxy destroyer, whatever, uh, anything. But uh, at the end of everything, uh, you have a new Jedi temple on Tatooine where Luke Skywalker's moisture farm is. You have Kylo and Rey, the new teachers, the new Jedi masters teaching the new generation of Jedi of all kinds, by the way. And you have Force Ghost Luke Skywalker looking out into the sunset, that iconic shot that everybody loves. How does that sound to you? Mm. No, really. I liked some of it, but the the abandonment part, I liked I liked the how that Ren, so, Ren was, you know, brought back to the light. I liked how that happened. Yeah, that was good. What I so I would keep it there. I would maybe shorten up the whole there's a spy or the whole, you know Oh don't get oh my god, I forgot about that. Uh anyways, oh you would just god. forget the whole, you know, there's a spy, there's some of these off missions and just focus on Leia and Ren Ray looking working together to you know help her get past her fears because she's petrified of her abilities and she's not going to be able to use her abilities until she stops being afraid or she risks being succumbed to the dark side so that is an important aspect they showed there was a lot of nonsense though and i will give you that there's a crap load of nonsense in the midst of all that but i like what they said um when this was i believe after or before i cannot correspond which one is which in the timeline but when she was on uh luke's training island and she was she just blew up her ship yeah and she's planning on just marooning herself here she stole kylo ren's ship she hijacked it and just like sets it on fire as soon as she lands like i hate you (laughs) (laughs) and goes to prove how much they're in love So basically, what I'm thinking, what you know, he he described to her about Leia and her, what happened at the her, the end of her training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she she gave up being a Jedi to prevent her son, and you know, from because she's she told Luke, I believe my son will die from my use of you know being a Jedi or whatever. And um, when Ray Ray kills or i should say fatally wounds ren you know he's seeing his mom and i <laughs> quit pounding the desk she has this nasty habit of pounding the desk i'm uh, touching the desk microphones attached to like these bed springs over here that just like have this like nasty anyway see that you hear that <laughs> ow quit it ow quit it ow quit it ow Win it. Hey, what's with this? Ow! Win it. <laughs> Anyways, basically, 
Leia's, Leia's death distracts both of them, but Ray pushes through, st- stabs Ren. Am I, am I understanding this correct? Yeah. Okay. And in the midst of all that, you know, she's she's looking at herself like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I just do? Mm-hmm. And she heals him. Yeah. And she's Palpatine, so she has the power to do that without killing herself. That and the fact that you also got to recall he wasn't dead dead. He was just fatally wounded where she was dead dead. That kind of makes all the other Jedi who got stabbed in the torso like, you know, just a little punks or something. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn, the first in the episode one, is like, oh, oh, well, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> Anyways, you know, and then seeing um, Han Solo. Finn, I mean, he wasn't even a Jedi, and he got two uh, lightsaber strikes. He got he got his shoulder burn, and then Kylo gives him like a good uh, slash down the back, and he lived. My gosh, all those other Jedi. There's and the a Luke. slash, and then there's a stab. Yeah, there's a slash get and a stab. Get and over it. He wasn't even a Jedi, and he lived. <laughs> like yeah, all those other Jedi's were just punks. <laughs> but there was a lot that needed to be done, but. There was a lot of Batman versus Superman issues going on. In oh the my beginning. gosh! Yes, I was. I was just waiting for everyone to just go, Martha, <laughs> save Martha. Yeah, that's that's how that fight should have ended. Should have gone with uh, Ray going, save Martha. <laughs> Kyle is going. Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, we got to wrap things up. But, yeah, my final thoughts still stand. This was an absolutely awful film. I don't care if you like it. Don't debate me. You're not going to change my mind. I watch a lot of films, a lot of awful films. And some awful films, I think, are heavily underestimated and are absolutely great. But here, I I have seen enough films to tell what is awful, what is trash, and what is gold, and what is legendary. This does not fall into any of those positive categories. This is straight down the middle, generic, sloppy work done by Disney. And I know they can do better with this, but now we got to wait for these new uh, trilogy films, which we'll probably have to wait. I don't know if uh, the ball keeps rolling with this, with Kathleen Kennedy still in charge. Maybe uh, five more years, or you know what? I'd say hold off on that. And uh, just focus on your Disney Plus uh, content and be back with a new trilogy after thinking about everything in 10 years. Because I think that's what you Give it to Happy. He'll make it better. Give it to John Favreau. Happy. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for tuning in with us on our Star Wars Episode 9 Rise of Skywalker spoiler discussion. Tiffany, thanks for uh, obligating uh, here to uh, be my uh, guest where I've had so many call-offs on this i cannot believe it it's like disney has been conspiring against me ever since finding out i was going to be doing something like this oh well it wouldn't be the first time all right well in the meantime enjoy the rest of your weekend and hey this is also the final days of 2019 as well as this uh, new decade enjoy it and i will catch you later happy new year happy new year (laughs) 